what we do here is go back, 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 back. I just wrote a article about how the Raiders aren't going to take the next step until they move on from Derek Carr. So uh, go check that out. Let me know your thoughts. Yell at me in the comments and talk shit. Whatever you want to do, go check it out. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald, and we suck again. The Raiders, down to 5-8. and eight. We are currently recording on a Thursday. It is a full week after the Thursday night game debacle. Don't think either of us really want to talk about it, regardless of how long it takes and how long it's been. But nonetheless, we've got a game to get into. Some bets to get into and a Raiders versus a Patriots preview to get into. So before all of that, Andrew, how are you? Uh, not well, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we lost on Thursday. Um, it was one of the, like, sneakiest losses that I've ever felt like. This is my recap. This is really all I want to talk about for the game. But, like, we were supposed to win the game. Everyone knows. Um, and even like, like usually I'm like op- or pessimistic. I'm like, we're going to lose regardless. Like that's just what happens. But in this game, like we controlled the game and it was just like all good. And then it's like fourth quarter, six minutes, they get the ball back, go down and score. I'm like, this is a game. And then it was like, Oh, all these things go a certain way, by the way, here's a touchdown over the top, you know, man, man to man coverage, no safety there to help game over. I was just like, Okay, sweet. They Press just, man-to-man coverage. Yeah, yeah, which is what everyone does when the team has no timeouts and they have to score a touchdown. But um, it was just sad. It was just a sad game, and I just um, sunk deeper and deeper into the couch and put my head over my face like a little child and um, been depressed ever since. Just because it's – the reason is, like, you know, it's like we go – Two, we're two and seven, and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I we lost to Jeff Saturday on a Sunday, right? I'm 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 good with it, so right? I even called my wife after Allie afterwards, and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm good. Like, the, the Raiders are two and seven, we suck, and I don't want this to ruin my life, you know. Um, and then we catch a little steam, right? A couple overtime victories, and really, it was the boys going to Vegas when we get the dub in person. I was like, I am so back. It's not even funny. And then that, you know, fly Baker in 30 minutes before the game. And it's like, here we go. But it just sucks, man. You know, it just sucks because number one, it's a underperforming team. And number two, it was like, everything was just like, Hey, remember how you guys are two and seven? Well, here's a couple good victories in overtime, big win against the chargers and a depleted Rams team um, with no Stafford, no Cooper cup, no Aaron Donald. <laughs> Baker Mayfield coming in on a Tuesday before a Thursday game. Um, it was just like, it was just setting up to exactly what you had spoken about last week, where it's like, you know, this is kind of, we, you know, got six, seven rattle off four in a row. Like, this is where we made our run, you know, and it's like the first time I'm talking about it since last Thursday, but it, it just sucks. I'm just hurt. I did it to myself. That's how I am, Micah. That's, that's how I feel right now. So, I'm sure. 
yeah, that's it. That's all, all I have to say about the war in Vietnam is just, I hate, I hate the Raiders. I hate you. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's really, like you said, all because the hope was brought back, right? There was so much hope going into this year and then we're two and seven and we've just accepted the fact that the season might be over and then they rattle off three in a row and here we are back at it again. We're like, yes. Like, we have a chance. We're doing all the numbers on, like, how can we get to the playoffs? Like, this is what we need to do, all this kind of stuff. We're like, you know, we've got hope again. The relationship was fixed. We got in a huge fight. Things were dwindling away. And then she brought home flowers for me, and I felt better. And I felt good, you know? I felt good. And it was like, all right, we're back, you know? She brought she brought back flowers, you know? She was like, I'll be big spoon yeah exactly saying all the right things (laughs) and it's like no you're still the same girl that i used to know you know um sorry to derail you but it's a great reference by you um but yes i we'll just go there because you you already jumped into this this preview of it and and how we feel i mean i really just voicing the frustrations is is all this recap really actually is it was just abysmal, man. It was so bad. Carr absolutely had the worst game of his career, I would say. 136 yards total, um, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, threw 11 passes in the second half. And really, I mean, we went down and first three drives, we score, right? And the second two should have probably been, you know, touchdowns. We settle for field goals, but we go down three drives. We go four drives and get into their, to the red zone every single time. Right. But that fourth one car through the interception uh, in the end zone before half that really, I mean, you can't say that like that lost them the game, but like looking, you know what I mean? Like you look back on stuff like that and it's just like, good heavens, little nugget for everybody out there. That interception he threw, 14th interception in the red zone put him tied with philip rivers ryan fitzpatrick ryan Tannehill for most interceptions thrown in the red zone since 2014 when you know when, when he was drafted so we got that going for us Derek Carr just setting records all over the place um, but it was it was bad because you felt so good in the first half you're like all right you know we're driving we're britain in the red zone you know, yeah, we settled for vehicles on a couple of them, but you felt good. You felt like we could, we were doing whatever we wanted to do, you know, in that first half. Um, and then we only scored three points after that, the rest of the game. So it's rough. It's rough. It's not fun. And, and before I get into this next little segment, I got anything else, any last little tidbits on it? No, I mean, I think there's a number of things we could talk about jumping off sides on on a fourth down when they're punting it to us like there, there, there were so many different things of play calling you know third and three we run a hurry up and fool no one like there there were so many things you could tell like you know mcdaniels was managing the game and and car would check into a lot of runs i think car got gun shy honestly like he you know mcdaniels mentioned in the presser or um, i think it was this week he said hey there's a lot of times that Derek scrambled probably four or five and, and he went at him too like he was like, there's times that he scrambled probably four or five times during the game where we were setting things up to take a shot, you know, and it's like the 163 yard is obvious. Right. But it's like, everything was, was pretty deep and dunk outside of the 
you know, first quarter, you know, a couple of fades to Adams, right. Um, where he made a spectacular catch, but there's a lot of things that they're trying to set up to take shots. And he's like, we are trying to set it up and he just got, and he just ran, he got scared in the pocket. And, and so whatever, I, I mean, no, I, I, yeah, I don't even want to get into him. I'm like, no, I don't have anything. Here's 10 other yeah. things, but no, I'm just, I'm good. I think I want to move on to whatever you have. Yeah. And then you got, um, and this will, this will transition well into my, this is the, the next segment I'm going to get into right after this is just a stay woke segment. Um, but this will transfer into, we had Tillery get that, um, penalty when, when they were, when they, you know, were on their 98 yard drive, he slapped the ball out of Baker's hands for no reason after a, after a, a third down sack by max, right. Something along those lines, that penalty should have been called a delay a game. Not an unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct gave him 15 yards. Delay a game would have been five yards and an automatic first down. Yeah, I mean, I think they just categorize it as like, just like after a first down, like, you know, when DeAndre Hopkins was pointing to the number of guys that were covering him on the catch, like they flagged it. It's like taunting kind of, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was, you know, I thought that was interesting. I mean, Max Crosby got held so many times and then he got like choke slammed on uh, one point on that drive. I mean, he if he were to have not gotten held any of the times that he got held during the game, he might have had five sacks in that game. Like, he was just balling out. He was getting back there. But, I mean, the fact that he just never gets called for holes. I think one every ten gets called maybe. But we're going to transition into this, uh, this stay woke segment that I have for everybody. And it'll it'll kind of link into uh the game a little bit and whatnot but whatever gets us moved off of this past Thursday game I'm good with dude so so as everyone knows last year emails got leaked John Gruden emails got leaked when the Raiders were on a hot three and two start right he has to resign season in shambles we obviously know that we pulled things out got to the playoffs but prior to Thursday night's game it was anonymously confirmed that the emails were leaked by Dan Snyder and his team uh, who still has yet to have any like repercussions from anything that is revolving from the Washington commanders email saga or all of this stuff that essentially is getting other people in trouble except him. So he's got to obviously have some dirt on somebody on Sunday uh, Saints Bucks was 16 to 3 with 5 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Sorry, previous Monday night game. Previous Monday night game. The game literally 4 days before, 3 days before the Rams game. Um Bucks come back win 17 to 16. Okay. Thursday night, Raiders up 16 to 3, 5 minutes left in the game. Rams come back win 17 to 16. Raider fans have been on the big train of like the NFL hates the Raiders. Things just don't seem right. Things seem rigged. Um, you're wondering why I bring this up. And, and the reason is, is because recently the NFL was recognized and categorized um, as an entertainment business, not categorized as a sports business. Now, what does that mean? An entertainment business means that you cannot get in trouble for having things that are scripted and pre-planned and some may say rigged as you might in a sports business that is supposed to be about the competition. Now, yes, I sound ridiculous, but at what point 
are we going to be able to sit here and say, the NFL just hates the Raiders and they are going to script and do everything that they can to keep the man down. It, it just seems more and more like a simulation that we're in, that mm-hmm. we just keep getting screwed. We keep getting things not going our way and things are coming out. Things are pointing, things are pointing to some uh, odd stuff that is uh, a little more than coincidence. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if you consider the fact that, that recently the, there were findings that the Washington football team at the time leaked emails about or from Gruden to get the, to divert the attention from their internal investigation that they're facing. And as that got released this past week, you know, it's like, well, if the Raiders keep winning, they are in the limelight of, of the NFL, Hey, six and seven might make a run. And then that would then indicate potentially that the, Dan Snyder and the football team has some dirt on the NFL and potential owners, whatever. So maybe just um, bury the Raiders while we can. I mean, and this doesn't take away from the fact that we did everything we could to lose the game. Um, I think when you look at um, the things that were not in our control, which were um, potentially the the delay of game versus um, unsportsmanlike conduct that you mentioned and or Max Crosby getting held seven times over on those two touchdown drives, you know, I, I think you you look at it, and, and honestly, like I, because I'm not, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist and other things outside of the Raiders, because I just think they suck. But like, it seemed like, how can we fill the narrative or the or the sports headlines for the next three days, basically, and really carrying over into this with Baker coming in sixteen to three, the refs started to call a different game honestly, once, once they got a little bit of sniffed a little bit of potential that the Rams could come back, which really was a dominant Raiders effort. And they should have been up 24 to three, 30 to three, really, you know, at that point. Um, so it did seem like we got robbed on, on a handful of calls for sure. And yeah, I mean, I think I'm woke now on that. And I, I think it was one of those games that we were never really a part of, but like we were so we overmatched them so much to where they needed everything to work out just to win by one. And we played a large part in that with our penalties and with careless interceptions and with, you know, the coverages we ran, the conservative nature that we operate in the second half, whatever it is. Right. Um, but also like we got pretty robbed on, on, a, on a handful of calls that, that would have just, just cemented the game like that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, you know, any, any of those Crosby's plays, you know, those, the ones that he got held on, like, I think it was, let's just call it five plays that he got held on. I believe four or five of those were completed first downs, which was extending the drive, which they didn't have any timeouts. You know, it's like, there were so many things that were like, okay, instead of this 15 yard game now it's for, you know, second and 20 and you guys still have no timeouts and there's 42 seconds left, right. They, it would have just changed it completely where like it, there's, no shot we would have been in the spot to to lose that game. So, yeah, I, I still I think I'm so down where I'm just like, that's a conspiracy theory. I'm not buying it, you know, because I hate the Raiders. But there's legs to stand on, and I'll I'll stand on them at some point, but not now. I'm just too mad. Yeah, no, I hear you, and it's just it's just one of those things that the outside of money, the NFL loves a storyline. The NFL loves a good storyline. That generates money, though. Yeah, that's true. All tied into it. Yeah, um, and the storyline of Tom Brady coming back and winning in a historic fashion um, and heroic fashion, and that same heroic fashion 
in turn three days later taking down the Raiders. You know, I mean, I'll I'll put a tinfoil hat on if I need to, but it just seems like too much coincidence just to not raise the question. You know, just raise the question. You get people. It's it's awareness, right? Just get people aware of things. People have been banging the tables about it for years, um, but it just seems like what's essentially makes Roger Goodell any different than Vince McMahon. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Something to look into. One of these days, you'll see. Goodell just like strapped up as a linebacker or something in there somewhere, like a mix between WWE and, and and yeah, or as a ref, like, or that, um, uh, that, that TV show where like the CEO of the company goes in and undercover boss. Yeah, there you go. It's like going to be like a mixture between, (laughs) yeah, between those two. But anyways, I said to bring that up mainly because I wanted to divert off of this terrible game. And secondly, because, there's just a lot of stuff floating around and it, it very much intrigued me when you're, when you're, you know, scrolling Twitter and all these things are popping up and you're like, I'll fall down that rabbit hole. I'm good. I'm yeah. good on that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day. So. Absolutely. No, I, I think that's great. Something to, something to hold on to. And, and just that fits the narrative of the NFL hates the Raiders. And this is dating back to Al Davis's fight with AFL versus the NFL. We've, you know, let's keep that keep that rivalry going um I, I did see another thing that floated around that and one of my favorite terms is like sources close to the situation or you know those those phrases are always the best but i saw a thing floating around that said source in you know secret sources inside sources say that uh opposing teams um genuinely try to hold Max Crosby as much as possible because they know that it's not going to get called and that they're really told like hold them until they call it type of thing. Because I think it's just so nationally known that like he just doesn't get the calls and whether people want to admit it or not, I'm sure there's tackles out there that are just like, yeah, I held the shit out of them and they didn't call nothing. So get away with it till you can't type of thing, you know? So this is just the woke episode. It is. Yeah. That's all I have so, to contribute is is wokeness to this episode. Well, better than me. I'm just sad. So, but yeah, let's move on from that game. Raiders lost 17-16. Everyone knows. Five and eight now. Here we go. Move on to our betting segment, which if you want to continue the narrative of losers, let's do it because it's a tough week. Um, before we do, Micah, tell the people who this episode is brought to everyone, including Max Crosby and the guy that held him all day. Bye. Absolutely. Uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they, when we were in Vegas, they were my go-to for betting, not only this NFL holiday season, but while we were there putting up six for six, walking home with the parlay. Let's not talk about this week's losers. Let's talk about a couple weeks ago winner, because that's all we need to focus on is the good. I'm not going to focus on the bad, right? Uh, but right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot, to win big. Now, I don't think you probably could have put a player prop. Could have, would have, should have. Could have put a player shot. Wow. 
could have put a player prop on the amount of times Max Crosby got held that game. But no matter what it is, if someone's going to have it, DraftKings is going to have it, and you want to hammer the over on that. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All righty. Um, last week was tough, guys. Okay, just going to rip through it. We're going to move past it just like we did with the recap. The Raiders Rams. Um, had a three-game parlay. Bengals over Browns. That cashed. Eagles over Giants. But because it's a parlay, they all have to hit individually. And the Titans lost to the Jaguars because obviously. Um, so... Three-game parlay did not check out. Underdog of the week, Vikings plus two and a half against the Lions. Come on. No, the Lions just were like, we're going to kick the shit out of you, actually. Uh, Lions 34, Vikings 23. Underdog of the week did not hit. Loser leaves town game. Cardinals over the Patriots. Now, this was actually a double loser, and the end. the actual loser ended up being me. Going into the final week fantasy, right? No one cares about my fantasy team, but here we are. Just needed 27 points, but I had three players going. My opponent did not. Three players were Kyler Murray, Ramondre Stevenson, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray tears his ACL third play of the game. Ramondre Stevenson hurts his ankle. He is out. DeAndre Hopkins had to get the ball thrown to him by Colt McCoy. So I ended up losing that, which basically didn't allow me to get the first round by, which is all good. Still got to buy in the playoffs, but... Cardinals didn't beat the Patriots. Loser leaves town. Cardinals are leaving town. And I guess myself, I'm leaving town as well because I'm a loser. The only one that did hit, if you did choose to avoid all of those other ones and just hit the lock of the week, over 44 and a half, Panthers and Seahawks. I said I felt weird about this game, but it seemed like a game that was going to be the over. Panthers, 30. Seahawks, 24. If you're keeping track at home, that is 54 points. Hits the over. We were one for four last week but that's fine it's fine okay got held on a lot of those parlays and locks and underdogs <clears throat> but we're on to this week okay hold on to your butts here we go three game parlay give me i hate to do this going back to the one that broke my heart but the vikings over the colts this is for the nfc north division they win they get some t-shirts they get some hats to the nfc north champions Give me that over the Colts. Jeff Saturday, apparently the narrative is that he's a good coach. He only beat the Raiders, and the Raiders, as you know, suck. Um, so I think the Vikings take, take on the Colts. They win that one. So bet the Vikings over the Colts, then connect it with the Bills or the Dolphins Saturday night, strictly because the Bills the Bills. Dolphins had space heaters um, against the Chargers in Los Angeles when it was 55 degrees. It's supposed to be 30 degrees and snowing. Dolphins are traveling to Buffalo and the Bills over the Dolphins. And then the Saints over the Falcons. Reason why is because Desmond Ritter, my infamous foe of the NFL draft process, I think he's a nice person, um, but he's getting his first start. It's a tough defense to go against. Um, Marshawn Lattimore should be back this week. Um, it's just going to be a tough defense to go against for him. I think the Saints are going to be victorious. But really for Vikings-Colts, I think it's a four minus four for the Vikings. Saints are three and a half, four point favorites there. Bills, I think, are seven and a half. But if you take the Vikings, the Bills, Saints, all the win, I think it's going to be some good juice for you. That's the three game parlay. 
underdog of the week. Give me another Saturday game. Give me the Ravens plus three at Cleveland. Now, Deshaun Watson looks like he has been in the spotlight for negative reasons and also hasn't played football in 700 days prior to two weeks ago. So he has not looked great. The Ravens are the Ravens. They are eight and four. They are battle tested. No Lamar Jackson. That's going to be tough, which really going to be tough for this as we're hitting it at three points. If, uh, I just forgot his name. Huntley. If Huntley is not able to go, Tyler Huntley, um, as quarterback, then this is going to be a tough one, but give me the Ravens plus three. They're at Cleveland. They know they need to win this. Browns are not great. Three point dogs for a team that's eight and four. I think they have the grit. They have the coaching staff, the leadership, and the defense is starting to play a lot better. Um, give me the Ravens plus three at Cleveland on Saturday. I believe it's a midday game. Lock of the week. This is a weird one, and it's going to be a weird one, but we have it Sunday night, so please enjoy. Give me the over on 40 and a half points, Commanders and Giants. Now, both offenses are weird. Both defenses are pretty good. 21 to 20. That's all we're talking about, right? That's not a lot of points, but that covers. Give me the over on 40 and a half, Commanders and the Giants. Sunday night football, catch it there. Loser leaves town game. We have the five and eight Pittsburgh Steelers taking on, I think they're on the road. Yeah, on the road at Carolina, taking on the five and eight Carolina Panthers. Give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. You want to know why? It's because they're five and eight right now, like I said, right? 17 game season. What would be a less than 500 record if you had nine losses, right? You'd be eight and nine. Mike Tomlin in his tenure has never had a season under 500. And I think, at least for this week, he's not going to let it happen. Give me the Steelers over the Panthers. Um, Panthers, thank you for being the only winner um, and scoring some points last week with the over against Seahawks. But you are going to go down against the Panthers or against the Steelers. So just to recap, three-game parlay, Vikings over Colts, Bills over Dolphins, Saints over Falcons, underdog of the week, Ravens plus three at Cleveland on Saturday, lock of the week, Commanders, Giants over 40 and a half. Loser leaves town. Steelers are going to defeat the Carolina Panthers. Carolina, you're going to leave town. Um, I'm a loser, so I'll probably be in that town where you're heading to after you leave. Um, so those are the picks. Michael, what say you? I love it. Um, I think that your take on the Steelers is going to be on the hot seat next week if they do win. Because one loss... One loss is going to put them under that 500, and they have an interesting matchup next week. Um, but this week, yeah, one week at a time, right? One week Wait at a time. Secondly, um, if Tyler Huntley cannot go against the Rams, I said Hundley, huh? Brett Hundley. I was Brett it, Hundley. He's yeah. the third string quarterback. He would be starting if if Tyler Huntley. I don't think Brett Hundley's a third string quarterback. He is. I think he it's Anthony up. Smith or Anthony Brown. Let me look Oregon. it up. Let me look it up. I I'm drafted free agent. Let me look it up because I swear I saw that they elevated him from the practice squad or something along those lines. Yeah, because they need to carry two quarterbacks. But I believe it's Anthony Brown, Anthony Smith, someone from Oregon who's an undrafted free agent. Well, let me see because their depth chart acts like um, Lamar and Huntley are the only. This is bad radio. Sorry, guys. Anthony Brown. He came into the game last week. Three of six for 16 yards. But they could have elevated Brett Huntley as well. 
So they need to carry two quarterbacks in the event Huntley does not make it. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure. Anyways. All right. Well, you know, I thought I had something there, but anyways, I said anyways so many times just now. Um, furthermore, <laughs> <laughs> proceeding from here, uh, I like the picks. I think it's a, a good time to get back on track. So what if we used all of our good juice, ju- good juju uh, when we were in Vegas? Totally worth it. Uh, it won't count. Yeah, paid off the Christmas credit card. So happy about it. it. <laughs> but yeah, so as we you know move on from here, we do have this Patriots game coming up. Andy, I will let you start. Give us the scoop. Yep. So the New England Patriots are traveling to Allegiant Stadium to take on your Las Vegas Raiders, not mine, yours. Um, just kidding. Kind of. Note: This was a Sunday night game that did get flexed out for obvious reasons, um, and instead you got the Commanders Giants. So that's just state of the state. But that being said, one hundred five kickoff. Um, the Raiders are actually one point favorites. Um, over under is forty four and a half. Injuries to keep in mind um, on the Raiders side, they have designated. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro to return from IR. What that means is you have a 21 day window to activate them. So basically the Raiders saying either both of them, one or so will be ready for this week and or next week or the week prior. Right? That's still 21 days technically, um, but potential good potential that we see Waller and or Renfro back in the lineup. Something to keep tabs on Denzel Perriman, Josh Jacobs, Jermaine Illuminor, Andrew Billings are questionable limited in practice this week. Um, I think we've seen that from Jacobs um, for the last five weeks. Same with Perriman. Um, Illuminor has kind of been there too. And then Billings actually, he was out last week, but he's questionable. He's limited. So hopefully a good chance to get him back in the interior defensive line. And then um, Rocky Sin and Alex Bars, um, they did not practice as of Thursday. Um, so I would call them doubtful. We'll get further news there for those two, but definitely could use Bars specifically. I think we saw I'm not going back to that game, but I think we saw um, some weaknesses within that offensive line once he exited um, the game. But he is looking doubtful for Sunday. <clears throat> On the Patriots side, we have Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, and Yadni Kaleski. Questionable. Um, going into this week, Ramondre Stevenson, as mentioned, um, hurt his ankle on Monday night. I don't need him this week in fantasy um, because I have a bye. Say what? Shout out me. But I need him next week. So if he sits out, great. Sounds great. But all four of those um, players are questionable for the Patriots. No one has been ruled out as of yet. Um, Keys to victory. Would you like to start or shall I go? I'm open. You go first. I was going to kick it to you anyways. So I'll take it away then, Ern. Um, Keys to victory. Really the Raiders O-line, as as I alluded to. Um, Raiders O-line versus the Patriots D-line. If you watch the Monday night game, I think five or six sacks from that Patriots D-line. Um, with Matthew Judon and another guy that I forgot the name of. Anyways, they got after um, Colt McCoy, really. Who the, was, dude, um, the dude from Michigan. He had a, he has a, he has a like Jason, very short but gosh, crazy last name. Yeah. Um, a new or something. Away or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'll find it. Anyways, those guys were getting after it um, against the Cardinals. So definitely want to keep Carr upright um, and – I think just with our O-line that has somewhat been a revolving door as is kind of on par with how we like to operate. Um, Josh Uche, that's who it is. Anyways, just, you know, we got our O-line's got to be able to stand strong um, definitely on, on 
run in the run game and the pass game, but you know, specifically when it's those key passing situations when we know we're going to get those DNs pin their ears back. So one of the keys of victory, um, keep them guessing is the second one. Um, Patriots have given up the most points to the Ravens, Bears, and Vikings. Um, Ravens and Bears specifically dual threat quarterbacks. Um, Vikings more of a balanced team, which I think, you know, with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins kind of um, whatever. But basically, you know, teams that are able to beat you on both sides, I think we need to keep this Patriots defense guessing as far as is, is our play selection, you know, how we incorporate Jacobs. Don't want to, you know, those third and obvious run plays, you know, we want to make sure that we can still attack them. Um, and that's kind of leads into um, my next, actually not really, but we got to keep this defense guessing basically, um, you know, it's, it's a good Patriots defense that um, has been exposed to teams that are balanced that are able to mix up in the run and pass, take some shots on the field. Um, definitely want to get, Devonte Adams, as always, um, involved early and often, and in the second half, that'd be great because um, he wasn't much involved. And going back to talking about the Rams game, um, and then here's another Rams game. Don't beat yourself. Turnovers and penalties. I think this is going to be a hard-fought game. Going to be a lot of fight in the phone booth, but um, really can't beat ourselves with stupid penalties and turnovers in the red zone. Obvious and turnovers in general. So definitely a Patriots defense that capitalizes on that. You saw them outside of the five or six sacks they had, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins fumbles, um, they take it to the house. They are um, an advantageous group on that side of the field. So um, we just don't, don't need to beat ourselves. It's going to be a tough game anyway, so we got to play clean. Uh, last thing is really the run defense on first and second down. So early defense or early run defense um, on those early downs. So it's really a lot there, but Patriots, they, you know what you're going to get. Even without Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, they still suck to the run against the Cardinals. They're going to try to pound you. They're going to get in those heavy sets. So try to get Mac Jones into third and long. As I mentioned, Devontae Parker is questionable. Um, he had a concussion last week, so they don't have a ton of weapons on the outside. Um, and really, if we can get them into the third and long, we can pin our ears back. And Mac Jones's frustrations with Matt Patricia um, has been definitely noted over the last couple of weeks. But they seem to play a little small um, in the situation. So if we can do that, then we can get Crosby, pin his ears back. Hopefully Chandler Jones shows up. And with Billings coming back, it's some interior pressure. So those are my keys to victory. We, I will wait on predictions, but Micah, thoughts? What are your keys to victory, my friend? Yeah, so um, big one was, was along the lines, like you said, with, the, with the, uh, our offensive line against their D-line. Um, Uche had three sacks against the Cardinals. Someone else who was really going off, um, especially later in the game, came up with one sack that game, but was Daniel Ukele. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. He's one of their D tackles. He was just murdering fools up the middle. was just getting pressure and was just bull rushing everybody and was just doing great. And right now um, our guard position is definitely the the one in flux uh, at the moment. RP and Peace released John Simpson. You were gone but never forgotten. The Raiders also, as of today, I believe it was, waived Lester Cotton. Um, I think he's, I don't know if he's been hurt or, or what, but um, they got rid of him too. Brought in some guys. But the guard position is the struggle. You know, we got Bars, uh, Alex Bars, who's uh, hurt, like you mentioned, probably going to be out uh, this game too. So, the Patriots went up and the Cardinals offensive line, uh, kind of the same thing. They've been struggling all year. They've had some injury issues um, and they just got completely marked. Uh, the Patriots put up six sacks total against them. 
And uh, yeah, I think it's going to, we're going to live and die by this offensive line. Um, hopefully if we've got Renfo back, we get Waller back, one of those guys, um, they can just manifest some quick passing plays. Um, so we don't have to drop back in the pocket uh, too much. I will say to uh, reverting back to probably the main reason we lost against the Rams is because we didn't run the flea flicker. Raiders are 2-0 and when they run the flea flicker, and we did not run it. So hopefully the offense can get some flea flicker action going on because VAR is successful when you do do that. But um, I think on the defensive side of things, I think a big one is going to be kind of limiting uh, Hunter Henry. He's been kind of coming on uh, as of lately since the bye week. He has uh, more receiving yards than any other pass catcher on the team thus far. Um, And I think it was tied for second in total receptions and targets as well. So not someone who is popping out at you on the stat sheet, um, you know, this year, but he's been a a pretty consistent, decent, good player for them. And at the tight end position, uh, the Raiders aren't doing great against tight ends. Um, I believe averaging 10 yards a a reception, um, they're giving up 50-plus yards a game. So I think that that's probably someone they're going to try to get open over the middle, uh, maybe some quick out routes, uh, stuff like that, try to get him the ball, especially with uh, if Parker's going to be out. They basically got Nelson Aguilar and Hunter Henry. So if Trayvon Morig could actually just cover somebody, it would be so fantastic. Um, this would be a great week to start. But, yeah, I think just the offensive line having some consistency and some protection. And then Max Crosby is Max Crosby. He can, you know, hopefully he can just pin his ears back and just try to take down Mac Jones. But, we can limit Hunter Henry. I think it'll be a good start in uh, picking up a dub against this Patriots team where you got Josh McDaniels going against his former mentor, Bilbao I believe this is what they call him in France. French, and, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's right now not the sexiest game, but it's still well anticipated. It's unfortunate it got flexed out of uh, the primetime position, but it'll be fun nonetheless. Be very interesting for sure. So, yeah, I'm actually super great with the fact that it got flexed, um, just so they didn't have to show the replay of the Raiders Rams game um, last week. But um, this is a game that the NFL is trying to hide because it's at 105. It's like right during the witching hour, so no one's going to tune in. And there's like, yeah, we're going to flex you guys. We're going to put you at 105. So, prediction time. I will start. Just going to stay there. Raiders lose. Patriots 24. Raiders 20. I would love to be optimistic. I would love to get out of this hole that I'm in of negativity, but here I am. I'm here to stay. They win, they win. Maybe this is like a, a reverse. A reverse. I think I've predicted them to win every game outside of the Chiefs, but yeah, I'm just going to say they lose to the Patriots and they have something to play for. We have a shot at making the playoffs if 19 other things work in our favor, but no, Raiders lose 24 to 20. Yeah, I'm just, I'm negative Nancy. Negative Jim Nance. See, what say you, Michael? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a possibility, right? It's a possibility we can make the playoffs. Patriots need to lose two of their next four, including the game against the Raiders. Jets need to lose, I think, one of their next four. Chargers need to lose two of their next four. Jaguars need to lose one of their next four. And the Raiders need to win out. So one week at a time. And this is where we start, right? One week at a time. Um, I, you know, I just, I just hate that. I just, it's biased of me to just 
never pick them to lose, but I just feel like we can win these games. And that's why it pisses me so off so much when we lose these games. But nonetheless, Josh McDaniel is going to go out, get the better of his former team, his former head coach. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to go out here and win a very ugly 19 to 15. So love the score. There's, right a, there. there's a good chance that might be Scorigami. I'm not positive. Could be. That's Scorigami range. That's, so that's definitely Scorigami range, but. I think it's a good thing that we did get flexed, like you said, um, in, in regards to just the what they talk about about the Raiders. I think it's also going to be an ugly game that just like would get so much shit talking about being a crappy game on Sunday night and like being that game that like, why didn't they flex this? They, people knew they should have flexed it, but you know, whatever, whatever it is. But 1915 Raiders get the W in the various, very ugliest way possible. It's uh, it, it's a game on Sunday, and and I obviously will get myself worked back into staying positive, wanting the Raiders to be victorious, and probably if they win and some other things work out in our favor, I might be like, hey, I'm back again. I've died twice this year, but I'm back. But yeah, Raider Nation, love you guys. On behalf of the Raiders, I am sorry that we had to go through Thursday, but let's just um, send the vibes. Send the vibes Sunday, 105 kickoff. Sit down for now, stand up on Sunday at 105 for kickoff. We'll be right there with you guys in spirit. Till then, love you. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcast. Go check out the Raider Take Podcast YouTube account. Yeah, let's go out here and let's just enjoy this game. Let's hopefully go out there and get a W against the Pats. I know we don't have a whole lot to root for at this point, but go out there, check the Raider Take Podcast Twitter account. Um, I just wrote a article about how the Raiders aren't going to take the next step until they move on from Derek Carr. So uh, go check that out. Let me know your thoughts. Yell at me in the comments and talk shit. Whatever you want to do, go check it out. But yeah. We will, we will leave it off there, and we will see you all next week. Peace.